Hello and welcome to Bleacher Ball. This is the fourth episode here and uh, we want to welcome you back. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a previous listener, welcome back. We're glad to have you. And this is your co-host Justin Burkholder. And Matt Weiner. And we want to wish you a happy April Fool's Day. We hope you had uh, some fun with your friends and family today. Maybe pulling off some pranks or uh, sending some funny messages or whatever. Um, this podcast is not a joke, though. We are recording a real episode about sports, which, with some uh, humor and highly factual content. So we hope to equip you with some information that you haven't heard before and uh, recap some information that you probably have heard. And so, we also would like you guys to start giving some feedback on our podcast. Um, you guys can go leave us a review on the app. Um, that'd be a great way for us to kind of see what we could do better, give some good feedback so that it, we can make these podcasts more beneficial for you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you and uh, work alongside of you. So first off, we want to talk about the first weekend of baseball. This past weekend was opening day on Thursday, uh, March 28th, as uh, many MLB teams played for the first time, except for the Athletics and Mariners, who opened up in Tokyo, Japan the prior week, but Matt, what did you see from opening day that really stood out to you? Yeah, I think that the Phillies definitely looked good. Um, all eyes were on Bryce Harper, I felt like, and Manny Machado on their new teams. Um, Bryce Harper got booed his first after his first game. Didn't look that good, um, but then responded right back and crushed the ball 465. Looked very, very good. He um, definitely sh- showed why he got paid the money. Um, showed the um, city of brotherly love that he's here to stay and he's going to bring some uh, a winning mentality back into Philly. Um, they really haven't had a winning mentality since Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, Shane Victorino, um, Roy Holiday for that matter. Um, but I thought the Yankees also looked good. Um, definitely some things that they could improve on. They just lost Andujar to a potential season-ending injury. Their bullpen, Jonathan Holder, in my opinion, should not be on the roster right now. He struggled last year, in my opinion, hasn't looked good. They definitely need to make a a move there. I don't want him in the bullpen, but um, Adam Tavino looked very, very well good for the Yankees. Um, James Paxton pitched a great game in his first start as a Yankee. Um, all in all, though, I think we looked good. I think that it was just a great time to have the MLB roundup um, start. It was fun. You come on here and be talking this blasphemy. <laughs> okay, the Stephen first A. Day of opening okay, day. Stephen A. The first day, you're overreacting about Bryce Harper, saying he, he didn't have a good day. You know, just getting his feet wet in the water in Philadelphia. Didn't play bad. He walked. Scored a run. Oh, he walked. Got intentionally walked, actually. And that's the effect he has. He's an intimidating Ooh. presence. But... Right after, the, the two games following that, he hits two home runs, one of them being a 465-foot home run, and also had two hits last night, uh, one being a double that bounced off the wall. So, yeah, it's I think it's funny that you overreact on the opening day, and then all of a sudden, Bryce Harper shows why he got paid the $330 million over 13 years. But I think the speculation about the booing from the Phillies fans was a little bit overblown in the uh, headlight and that was just used for attention as I'm sure a couple fans as as you know Philly is um, were definitely booing after a second strikeout on opening day and wondering if it was really the right move um, just typical overreaction by Philly fans but 
Uh, that was not the general reaction of the fan base, and it's not fair to, to make that a headline when it wasn't exactly true of um, the whole stadium. So, I mean, it was a good portion. I heard the video. You could hear it. You're telling me you couldn't hear it? No, no. What? I mean, that's just... It's, it's on video. Go look it up on YouTube. Uh, Phillies fans boo on boo Bryce Harper. It's on YouTube. Totally it's there. poor representation at, fi- at its finest. Philly fans, in my opinion, are just poor. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Philly fans. Okay, so so when Harper hit his 465-foot home run, the fans weren't oh, so with Oh, him. so he has to be good for you guys to full, go out full on sport. I mean, that's how fans treat their players. It, do, it doesn't matter. You need to show him love even when he's struggling. He just called when he had a bad injury last year, showed some like signs of hope towards the end of the year, but it doesn't matter. You, you're telling me after two games that you guys start almost started booing him. After game, one game, after two at-bats, that's it. Two at-bats! That You're proving my point. Two at-bats, and you guys start booing him. You guys start booing the man. That's not real fans. Every fan base has some like that. We, if it was a no-name player, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be having. Do we boo Jan Carlos Stanton last year? I'm sure you do. Now we do. <laughs> now we do. <laughs> I, I don't. I, All right, I, let's get on to the rest of uh, the league. One thing that really stood out to me this weekend was the Seattle Mariners, who took two of three of uh, from the Boston Red Sox. Actually, three of four from the Boston Red Sox, um, and also uh, beat the Athletics in two games, and so. They uh, are now 5-1. and one. Um, The Phillies have the league best record of 3-0 percentage-wise, but the Mariners are 5-1 and one now with a roster that, that many thought were rebuilding this year. I mean, you lost uh, Edwin Encarnacion, you lost Edwin Diaz, you lost Robinson Cano, um, among other players, and many thought this, this team was in rebuild mode, but um, guys like Tim Beckham, Domingo Santana, um, among other guys, are really playing well, and... Uh, it's proven to be good start to the season for them. Um, one other um, team that really sticks out um, is the New York Mets, who had a good weekend, take two of three from the Nationals. And yeah. can we just talk about how good that Scherzer Degrom matchup oh, was? Oh, it was great. Two two top tier pitchers going right at it. And if I recall from the very first podcast, Rob, our good buddy Rob, said that the Mets had the best off season, and I think it proved true. Robinson Cano, very first, very first at bat, cranks one. Yeah, I mean, he had a good first at bat, but the rest of the weekend he didn't yeah, really do just, too much. Not too much, but he, he still got to put his work in. Um, I don't know what it is about the New York City water, but Robinson Cano thrives on it. He thrived in New York City with the Yankees, and I think he's going to have a good, good career with the Mets. Yeah, he has some good hitters around him, and especially the rookie Peter Alonzo at first base. He's having a really good start to the year, um, almost hitting about 500. And that was um, a player that the Mets were wondering about, bringing him up as a rookie, and they decided to start him at first base, and he's having a great start to the year. So this is definitely a good start to baseball, and it's great to see the green grass out on the field. Um, except for today in Cincinnati, I saw the game was a little start to late, a little late to start because there's a little bit of snow in right field, so they couldn't oh, nothing beats warm that, up though. in right listen, field. And, listen, it, it, it's the worst to play in, but it just shows you that spring is on the way. And that the winter cold should be going away very soon. I mean, I remember playing high school ball and college ball, and snow was on the ground, and you just knew that it's almost baseball season. It's starting to fade away. It's not the crazy snowstorms that were happening up in December and January and some of February. It's baseball season. And we had a great opening opening series um, all around baseball, and I think it's, it's just 
fun. It's fun when you wake up and there may be a little snow on the ground and it's cold, but I mean, it, it's it's a good time. Yeah, and it's fun when your team's three and zero and you get a good sweep of your division rival, Atlanta Braves. As I am a Philly Phillies fan, it is a great feeling starting the week, especially on a Monday morning when uh, you know your team's doing well and your offseason acquisitions are proven to be worthy. So, yeah, overall, great weekend of baseball and uh, excited to get the week to talk about. Is the there's a new rule passed in the NFL that um, changed the pass interference rule, and it's now Stupid. now that NFL is allowing re- replays for pass interference rules. So, Matt, obviously you just gave your opinion in one word saying that it's stupid, but can you tell us a little bit more about why you believe that it's stupid? Or why don't we just have robots out there controlling it that ref the game? Who will make 100% of the calls correctly? Why, why, why not? Why don't we do that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the game that brought this into light was the Saints and Rams game, which um, the Saints were ahead, and um, the Rams had the ball. There's a pass interference call that wasn't called. Actually, it was the Saints had the, Saints had the ball. Um, the Rams were on defense. Uh, the running back went out, got hit on a pass. Uh, it wasn't called pass interference and actually gave the Rams a chance. That would have been a first down that would have won the game uh, if the pass interference was called. Um, but instead, no call. And the Rams got the ball back, won the game, went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots, of course. But... Yeah, this um, play caused the Saints their season. So, in that regard, it's costing officials to make no calls, I guess, in this instance, where teams are ending their season from it. But, yeah, as Matt also argued, it would take the human aspect out of the game and also... I mean, look look, look back. I can name you play after play. For example, 2000, January 8th, 2000, Bills, Tennessee Titans... Okay, Bills were up, Tennessee Titans get the kickoff, five seconds left or so, and there's a arguable forward lateral pass, and it was clear as day, no call. Would if there if that if we were able to review that, then the Bills would have won. It would have been a turnover. Bills would have been ahead the ball, would have closed out, would have been in the playoffs. Okay, stuff happens in sports. You need to keep the the humanistic, I guess, part into the game. You can't just have everything be perfect. And that's what that's the beauty about sports. You can't it's human error. Things happen in sports. You you need to be able to learn to adjust. It's it's I mean you were taught that in, in T ball, you were taught that in middle school basketball. Hey, refs make mistakes. You have to overcome it. You can't let the refs define the game. Yeah, but we're adding replay in all the sport. I mean, baseball. You're looking at home runs. You're looking at stolen bases. That's different. That's different because a home run. If it's a home run, you should be able to argue. But that. What about a ground out to first at, from third to first? And I'm not. In, in my opinion, I'm not okay with that. I didn't like that. I don't like that challenge. I don't like that you're able to challenge. This is for baseball. I don't like that you can challenge an out. If the ump calls him out, and we're going, then the reason that they did that. Do you remember why? Do you remember why? Armando Galarraga had a perfect game, and yeah. he, they called him safe when he was compl- clearly out. And that's the reason they made that rule, is so that he, they could challenge it, so nothing like that would ever happen yeah, again. Yeah, but you want to see the guy get the perfect game. You want to yeah, see the do. team that deserves to win yeah, win. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And that, and, but here's the thing. You want to see the Saints that make guy, it because that, they that, deserved that, it. it. It doesn't matter, though. If you look at, if you look at that ump, he apologized over and over to Armando Galarraga, saying, I'm so sorry. I screwed that up. I'm very sorry. Bought him a car. 
He's human. We're all human. There's nothing more. There's no reason why he should be. Um, why he should have that much pressure on him for that? Like, there should no. There should be no reason why we have this intense view in things. So, so when do we stop with the replay? Then, do you think we have to stop right now and take, and just it's not let gonna it happen. go? It's not gonna happen. I can say what I want. In my opinion, I want. I want all replays gone. I don't want. I. Wow. Don't in, in every sport. I don't want it. Play the game. All makes a terrible call. Get over it. And, and, so it, and that's my honest opinion. Get over it. Who cares? Yeah, you may might care, but so what? Something's gonna happen to them down in the future, and they're gonna do have the same thing. They're gonna be thinking the same thing, and you can go, oh well, we got that call back then. It's part of sports. You got to learn to adjust and get over it. And I just think that it's not gonna happen. In in my opinion. I'm predicting that it's going to get even worse. They're going to be able to challenge every single thing. They're going to be able to challenge every single penalty. And I don't like that. It slows the game down. And the thing about baseball, and it's challenging, is it is probably the longest game to sit in. Yeah. I love baseball, but the games can get long. And that's why a lot of fans don't like it. They don't like how slow it is. And I feel like with the challenging, it makes it even slower. If you're trying to entice people to watch baseball and then there's you're sitting there for five minutes waiting for a call to happen, that's not enticing them. That's made, that's deferring them away from the game. That's not good for the game. Yeah, but that's why you're only allowed one replay per game for per manager unless yeah. you get it right. And I think it helps the overall understanding of the game. I mean, you looked at statistics from last year. Generally, the replays helped reverse calls because these coaches, these managers are going to the phone. They're hearing from the from the booth whether it should be reviewed or not so that takes a little bit of time because they always hold hold the flow of the game and say like slow the game down and ask should we review this so that's the first step and then you actually go into the review process where the umpires put on the headphones and go to new york and ask if this is the right caller whether they should review it if there's enough indisputable indisputable evidence to reverse it but yeah i understand what you're saying overall I don't. I. I don't want. Umpi- I don't want robot umpires calling balls and strikes. I don't want replay on every play. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I. Could, I just. I don't. I'm not that old. So obviously, I don't. Kind of. I don't remember all of it. Um, what it's like when there was no replays. Um. I mean, I'm only 21. You're 20. I mean, it's just how it goes. But I mean, from what I can remember. Sports. It's human. You have to learn to adjust. That's the key, is to adjust. Like I said before, we grew up with T-ball. Oh, li- Little League. You, play, you played Little League ball, right? Yep, I did. Yeah. Terrible terrible call on the field by the ump. Okay? You had parents yelling at the ump, but at the end of the day, they're human just like you. They, they saw what they saw, and yeah, it may be wrong. It may be wrong. But at the end of the day, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to screw up, and you've got to learn to adjust and get over it. Yeah. I get that. Oh, that's good. All right, moving on to the NBA now. We have a interesting topic that came up this past weekend when LeBron was finally shut down by the Lakers um, after they decided that it was best for them. And we heard from Luke Walton this weekend that the Lakers convinced LeBron to sit out the rest of the year because of his groin injury. Uh, that's the reason they're giving. Yeah, groin injury, his sure. Groin. But yep, Matt is it. a Lakers fan who's actually wearing his LeBron James 23 Lakers jersey tonight. What do you think about this move for Lakers and LeBron James moving forward? Who cares? I don't care. I'm a Laker fan. I don't care. The season's down the pooper. 
I'd use a much more explicit word, but it is. It's done. The season is over, and he's your best player. Save the time that he has. Let him get refreshed. Come back next year with the drive. But in my opinion, LeBron did not give us everything he had. LeBron was pathetic on defense, showed lack of energy sometimes, wasn't a good teammate, very disappointed in how it was, and he was, in my, in my opinion, he was a cancer to the team this year. He was a cancer. I think the whole NBA is affected by this. I mean, it shows sends out a message to the NBA that when your team is out of contention for the playoffs, that you can just <coughs> set them out and stop trying for the rest of the year and I mean, we've seen this. We've seen teams tank before, like the Sixers, and obviously, um, the league hates it. It's bad for, it's bad for sales, fan attendance, all that. Um, it just doesn't look good overall. But um, I think that <laughs> this sends out a message, especially with LeBron James being being the face of the NBA. I don't think it's good for the Lakers, and I think it thwarts a plan that they had to win a championship in LA. And obviously, this this plan is still just in the process of it but it's not in the process Lakers did not, not in the process the Lakers did not plan on missing the playoffs nope. this year it wasn't a pro- it wasn't part of the process this is their what they're doing right now was not part of the process I this, this was the end goal they're this was the mode. end goal this is this was the end goal was to get LeBron and have recruit it fell apart they were supposed to get Paul George they were supposed to get Kawhi Leonard it did not happen it did not happen because no one wants to go play with LeBron they don't want to play with him why because when something bad happens who does he blame it on I don't see him blaming it on himself. He isn't blaming it on himself. He's not a team player. He's not. He doesn't hustle. He doesn't make that extra push on defense. He doesn't strap up when he has to. He won't. He's he's still one of the greatest players of all time. Top two. But all the talk he was saying that... He, that he's gonna that he's one of the best defenders. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you're the best defender, rally your team around you, get some stops, and bring your team to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it was a tough season. They had a bunch of injuries, but that's no excuse. I mean, on on paper, the Lakers are good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, I mean this Western Conference is tough though. I mean the the Thunder are the eight seed right now. The Thunder. I mean this these top eight teams in the West are very tough. We we won't. Shorten the Lakers with that, but um, Matt, what do you see with with the NBA, NBA regular season wrapping up? What do you see here, and what are you looking out for in the playoffs? I like those Denver Nuggets, dude. Those Nuggets are nasty. Jamal Murray, they got depth, dude. Jokic, yep. Jokic was in MVP talk consideration. The very, I mean, in early talks of MVP talking at the very beginning of the year. Um, st- I mean, still putting up regular numbers, but you don't really hear of a center. I mean, look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's nasty. Best center in the league. But he's not getting talked about for MVP. He's uh, not. No, he's not. In Philadelphia. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at Philly. Philly. Oh, here we go. Another Philly. Terrible comment. But. I mean, we're going to root for our guy to be MVP. Yeah, you, you're going to Yeah, you are. Of course you are. But it's a fact, though. He'll, he won't, he will never win MVP. <laughs> I mean, that's just absurd. And tell me, tell me how that's absurd because it, he will never win MVP. Why is that? You got Giannis, who's just as young as him. Okay. He's going to win it this year. Him or James Harden. Harden has a good six years in him. No, not not of MVP caliber. Harden, I think he has three or four more years of MVP caliber. And you're telling me boy, that rookies coming up, Trey Young. Trey Young is putting on a show right now, carrying the Atlanta Hawks right now. They're, they're not even playoff contention right now. Anyone can carry the Atlanta Hawks. 
He's a rookie. Anyone He's a rookie. Can, anyone can score that many points. It when it you're the guy. When you're who the does guy, he have? Who does he have when on? When you're team? the guy taking the shots in the NBA, you're gonna hit him. You can put up twenty. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does. It does. No, it does not matter. Yes. But to win a game, to win a game, and put up points. And he's a rookie. He's carrying his team. He is showing. Le- he's showing. He is showing more leadership than LeBron James himself right now. This is so much blasphemy right now. So much blasphemy. Tell me, he's not sitting on the bench. He's not why, going why out because he of sit a goal. on the bench. Because he has heart. He's a rookie. He's showing the city of Atlanta that yo, there is hope right now. I am the future. I am your future point guard. I am an all star, and I will be great. So you guys LeBron, made the right pick. Do you think LeBron's hurt? No, no, LeBron's not hurt. The last game he dropped twenty eight and thirteen and, and fourteen or something that like that. Triple double. Closed. Yeah, LeBron could do it with his eyes closed. You really think he's injured? What do you think? I think he is. Oh my I think, goodness! I think there is an injury lingering. I don't think. Oh, he hold was... on. Let me let me let me fix that cramp out of my leg in in the finals. Oh, I gotta get. Let me get carried off real quick. Oh, it's so bad. I, I, I think they're exaggerating. They definitely want him to be in tippy-top form for next year, but I don't think LeBron would just sit out for no reason like this. This isn't of his character. Yes, it is. He doesn't have the heart. He doesn't have the heart. He does, though. He's taken his team to the playoffs in the last like 15 years. Last year at Golden State Warriors? Don't, don't get me wrong. He's they had no shot at winning. The they had no shot at winning. They had no shot at winning. The but you can tell a difference. You can have, you can tell a difference when he feels hopeless and when he feels that they can win. There's two different mentalities. He knew that he thought the Lakers had no chance of winning, so he didn't have he never played with that mentality of LeBron time. Like LeBron, it's LeBron, it's my time. I'm gonna shine. He never had that. He didn't have that last. He had that last year in Cleveland for a second up until the finals, when the Warriors blew them out of the water. Game ones and two, game one and two. That's the best team to ever play. Yeah, they are. And I agree. Are they going to win again this year? No. No? Mm-mm. Who is? I think the Bucks. I, I, I said I said the Raptors were a good match. I think the Phillies, the, the Sixers, even though I hate saying this because I don't want to boost your ego at all, but I think that the the Bucks are the best, are the team in the East right now. I do. I don't, think, I don't think the play. Sixers, I don't think this, or the um, Celtics are going to be any competition. Um, watch out for the Brooklyn Nets, though, dude. I, I'm serious. They're having fun. They're not. They're not viewing this as a job. They're viewing it as pickup ball. They're having fun. You're not going to win the NBA Finals playing pickup ball. No, you're not. They're not going to beat the Sixers first round either. Watch out. Watch they, out. They are not talented enough. They are not talented enough. Who cares? I I don't see the Bucks beating the Warriors, but I see I see what you're saying. I I think the Raptors will make it out of the East. Actually, I think the Bucks. Don't play well in the playoffs, and I think the Raptors are the best team um, on paper in the East. And Kawhi Leonard knows what it takes, whereas I don't think Giannis does. But um, my opinion, it doesn't matter. The Warriors are going to win the finals, and um, I think the Nuggets will you, make it a wait, series. Wait, you think the Warriors are going to win? I do, yep. Warriors will win the finals again this year, and then I think their team will start to fall apart a little bit as Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and Boogie Cousins all enter free agency, but I think they will win it one last time this year. I mean, so just looking back on the finals, on my projected finals, Warriors, Bucks. if the Warriors do make it out of the West, because there are some good teams in the West, it's a very stacked up West, and anything can happen. It can. The Bucks were, they tied the series, 1-1, on December 7th, they lost, um, 
95-105, 10 point loss, and then came back um, in, in November, go, go back a little bit, in November 8th, they beat the Golden State Warriors 134-111, granted they did not have DeMarcus Cousins on their team at that moment, but I do think that they'll give them a run for their money. Yeah, I mean, they could. The, War- the Warriors are interesting in the regular season. <laughs> Who do you think is the best matchup for the Warriors, then, in your opinion? To, to beat them? To beat them. Who do you think, uh, in all of NBA, who has the best chance of knocking off the Warriors so that they don't either don't make it to the, so so that they do not hold up that trophy at the end I of think, the year? I think the Denver Nuggets, too. I think they are deep enough. They have big guys that are athletic, and they can guard the rim. Um, Jokic can step out and shoot it, which will be a tough matchup for Cousins, who's still not 100%, in my opinion. Um, and I think their guards can match up pretty well. I mean, you have... Jamal Murray? You think so? I mean, Jamal Murray's great, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's... Can, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be very because Clay Thompson's a great defender, one of the best defenders in the league. And I think if he put the, you you put Clay on um, Jamal Murray, who I believe is their second leading scorer, um, I think they're in trouble. I mean, Will yeah. Barton's good, Gary Harris is good. I mean, the Nuggets got, just play good team defense. They do. And, I think and here's the thing: they have good ball movement. Yeah. It's very it goes very unnoticed. They play a lot like the Spurs that play for that extra pass. But when a guy needs to step up. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. He'll step up. I think they're a very, very good team. Um, some Here are some picks that I think that we shouldn't even bat an eyelash on for um, teams that either will get smacked around in the playoffs, and I think that will be the <coughs> excuse me, um, will be the Miami Heat. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs, so forget about them. Um, continue looking on in this. This is, I mean, I'm making these predictions off of, as of right now, those standings and how they're. What about fake. Thunder Warriors first round? Thunder Warriors is that's gonna be the, the. I don't see it. Paul George is having a great year, MVP G thirteen. Um, just not gonna happen. The Pacers not gonna happen. Pistons not gonna happen. Magic not gonna happen. Heat won't make it if they do. Um, just go going over the Western Conference real quick. Clippers. Great defensive team, not going to happen. Trailblazers, good team, not going to happen. Jazz, maybe give give a run for their money. Donovan Mitchell's a great point guard. Um, you got shooting guard. R- shooting, he plays point, though. Um, you got Rudy Gobert. Um, they're a good team. The Kings, if they somehow sneak in, I don't know, maybe push Spurs fallout at some, maybe. Um, probably not going to happen, though. Um, but I think the, team, the top three teams, if I have to say for the West right now, Warriors, Nuggets, Nuggets, Rockets. So, and yeah. top, just the, it's the way it folded out at the end of the year. And then for the East, it's going to be the Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, in my opinion. So, Great. Well, looking forward to the playoffs, and hopefully my Sixers will do well. But uh, we want to finish off with um, a trivia question. Uh, we had one response last time to our last trivia answer, and that came in the form of Nate LaJoy, who answered correctly. Um, and so we want to... Um, congratulate him. He's, He's got, got one one, one entry into uh, our raffle for the LeBron James card, um, high school card at St. Mary's. And so um, today's trivia question is, uh, who was the last pitcher with more than 12 strikeouts on opening day? And one more time, that is, who was the last pitcher with more than 12 strikeouts on opening day? So we'd love to hear from you. Um, again, we'd love to... 
Um, here you email us at justin underscore burkholder at pba.edu, and we just love to connect with you and hear what you have to think about our podcast. Yeah, and so with that, with this, every single trivia question you get right, you get entered for a raffle um, by probably by in a, in a month or so, month and a half, depending on how well these pod- podcasts go and how much love and support we get from you guys. Um, follow us on the Instagram at bleacherball. Um, but there, right now we are doing a giveaway for a LeBron James rookie card, as Justin said. Um, that will be, if you tag, it is totally separate from the tickets. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow. Go enter that. And all the directions on how to enter that giveaway are on Instagram. So thank you again. And have a good day. Yeah, and as always, we'd love for you to support us in any way possible. Uh, you can give uh, to us personally if you know us. Or you can also give a monthly do- donation on Anchor or uh, any other podcast that you know of. So uh, we'd love that to help us continue our uh, studies while we enjoy talking about sports. So we'd love to hear from you again, and we want to thank you again for listening to our fourth podcast episode. Uh, We hope you have a great evening.